0: Street epistemology is a
1: wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com.
2: Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this first live stream. Uh, we are doing a Street Epistemology Review, with uh, the closest thing to, to experts around here. We're all a bunch of hobbyists, but uh, some are more experienced than others. Welcome, everyone. Um, we have Reed from Cordial Curiosity, Nathan from Abstract Activist, and Quaid from What's Your Argument, and Der Prometheus, just go by Prometheus or Janosch, and El Duterino, uh, who are both active in the street epistemology community as well um so please go ahead and uh do you want to say anything about um your channel uh reed if you want to start and we can just go in order
3: sure thing yeah thanks diamond glad to be here thanks. um yeah reed here from court of curiosity president of street of international Um just big fan of se all around what about you nathan
4: yeah, I'm Nathan from uh, Abstract Activist, and uh, Diamond, I've seen your channel uh, grow steadily over time. It's good to see that we uh, got a new uh, review for you. Is this your first review?
2: Uh, first on my channel. Uh, I did one a couple weeks ago, uh, okay. which was a combined three video thing. So this time we're just doing my uh, a single video, probably. If we have time, we might do a second one. Uh, nice. Yeah, this one is the first
3: for
4: your channel. That's good to hear. Hope to yeah. get you some subscribers here
2: yeah. yeah yeah we get a few perks uh youtube unlocks some mm. some access as you grow so uh feel free to subscribe anyone who's watching quaid
1: um yeah um i just i volunteer for projects uh affiliated with street epistemology and uh I'm pretty much i'm an enthusiast i want to do it more uh but uh, i'm also a teacher so things get hectic but uh, I do plan on doing it more in the future. Awesome.
0: Prometheus, thanks. Yeah, hey there. Uh, My name is Janosch, I'm from Germany. I am a board member of Street Epistemology International. I've been interested in SE for a couple of years now. Um, I do not have a YouTube channel yet. Uh, I'm planning on on creating one in the future. If you wanna follow me or if you are a member of the German SE community, feel free to join us on Discord, on the SE Discord server, or follow me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is my nickname here, Der Prometheus, Der underscore Prometheus. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
5: Um, El Dudorino or uh, Scott, but you can just call me Dude, The Dude. The dude. And... Um, <laughs> uh, my specialty is probably counter-apologetics, but uh, my eyes were open to SE a few years ago, and I like the way that it opens up and starts a conversation and allows for counter-apologetics to be heard instead of just brushed aside. Um, don't have a YouTube channel. I have a Twitter handle, Elderino. I'm Elderino on everything, social media, so you can find me everywhere under that handle. And uh, yeah, I was uh, going to start a YouTube channel, but... COVID kind of put an end to that. I wanted to go to uh, go to churches and and talk to people there. I kind of started that before with uh, going to a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses uh, churches and talking to them. And then, as I said, COVID derailed it. So hoping to get back into it. Right. Are,
4: you, are you a fan of uh, the Big basket i just have to ask just a them. little bit
5: just a <laughs> touch a <laughs> all right,
4: you should come visit portland we got a big lebowski themed bar here in town
5: so all right wow. i'll do that so I'll take you up on that about,
4: grab a drink or something
5: nice. sounds good
4: so diamond so, we're gonna review one of your videos today is that right yeah uh,
2: yeah and just to orient people um who haven't seen one mm-hmm. of these before uh an se review show is really about looking at how the conversation went from the uh perspective of the street epistemology method of asking questions and keeping rapport and getting at the root of how people come to uh, their ideas. And so we're not really going to be talking too much about the content, um, although I'm sure that'll come up as well. And, uh, and I think that that's a kind of a controversial thing anyway, because this conversation we had um that we're about to watch is it falls a lot into the abortion question in politics which is super controversial anyway um and the elephant in the room for me is that you know we're six white dudes talking about abortion right (laughs) and so i wanted to hear what your thoughts were coming into this uh why you feel comfortable even being here or is it uncomfortable being here
4: For me not not at all
3: uncomfortable at all yeah
4: i'm really just stoked to try to help us like spread this dialectic which is a way of having conversations um and right now there just seems to be a lot of dudes that have youtube channels on it (laughs) so like as soon as there are more women that are joining the the movement of this dialectic i'd love to have them on and hear their perspective though I don't think since, like you said, we're not really going to be talking about the subject matter per se. We're going to be talking about the dialectic. Like, how is it that you're asking questions? How is it that you're listening? And that sort of thing. So really, can just anyone can be a part of it.
3: Yeah, we don't think with our genitals. We think with our brains. And all humans have brains.
0: Hopefully.
6: <laughs>
2: Hopefully. <laughs> okay.
6: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think. A yeah, lot I of time... like... yeah, go ahead.
0: I feel like, um, if, especially if you're not a member of the group who um, who are affected by, for example, legislation regarding yeah. uh, abortion, especially if you're not not a part of that group, SE can be a great tool to listen and to make people heard who are a member of that group. So that's that's an important part of SE: understanding people, listening to them asking them questions to get a good understanding of their position. So I think it's it's very valuable.
4: Yeah, one thing I do wanna mention is just, it's been a longstanding thing for me. Like I would love to see more uh, women involved in the SE movement overall, just in general. Um, and I, I know some really wonderful uh, interviewers um, that I would just, I've been begging them to make their own channel. It's hard though, it's a lot of work to make a channel and like go out there and talk to people. And that's why I'm stoked to see uh, your channel uh, Diamond cause um, it's it, to me, it's kind of a fresher, newer take up and coming. And so it'd be good to see more small channels out there. Like if you're listening to this and you haven't made one yet but you've been thinking about it I hope that this inspires you a little bit. Yeah, hopefully you can get out there and
2: do some and, interviews. Uh- That was actually kind of my rationale for creating a channel, is just to show people that, hey, if this person can do it, I can do it, right? In fact, you can probably do it better. So (laughs) just go out there and try it. I think the more, the merrier as far as I'm concerned, too.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, yeah. let's get into the video.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. Awesome. Thank you. So you wanted to talk about uh, human life. You said, mm-hmm. and and what about human life? Were you thinking of what? What do you have in mind?
6: Well, I just I think all humans have dignity and uh, are made in the image of of an ultimate creator.
2: Mm. Okay. And so you feel like. Everybody is, is has this dignity, and mm-hmm. we're all humans. all humans. All humans. Okay.
6: All people who yeah, who have twenty six chromo- chromosomes twenty six pair chromosomes. Right. And uh, who are who are uh, members of the human race. I
0: gotcha. Think,
6: have dignity and mm-hmm. deserve the basic rights of of you know, life, liberty, and particular.
2: Right. Yeah. So we we all deserve rights. Yes. And um what
4: so, so is I noticed already what... we're jumping right into the claim and I'm wondering was there a rapport building before this? Like did you how how did you flag this person down? Were you were you just sitting yeah. at the park with a sign or how do you how do you do it?
2: Exactly. So I was here meeting a couple other uh practitioners from the Discord channel and we just met up in a park and had a big thing of a cooler of water and we're saying free water, you know, free conversations, the classic, um, and just trying to get people to come over and they would just say, okay, so what's, what's going on? What is your, what are you trying to do here? So, um, I tried not to get too much into, uh, the topic before we got onto camera, but I did at least say, you know, yeah. the what gist that of, of what we do, uh, of trying to have a conversation. So there was a little bit of rapport building before, but but that is something that uh, is important to include in general in, in a street epistemology. Yeah, even Any if it's off
4: camera, like Ant, the way Anthony does a lot of his videos is like his camera's like pointing down at the ground right. as he's just like kind of giving the rap. And that can be uh, that can be helpful because it's like, how do you set this up? You know, that you talk to a total random stranger about it deeply personal matter or a political issue uh, and rapport is just like one of those things that it makes a huge difference for the entire conversation. Cause you are talking as uh, I saw this video that Reed sent me. It's like um, the writer and the elephant and the, the elephant. Have you heard about this? The writer mm-hmm. and the elephant, the writer is like the uh, intellectual. Let me give you the facts and logic of your claim. And then the elephants kind of like the more like emotional connection to whatever this claim happens to be. And we're unaware that our elephant's actually steering a writer (laughs) most of the time. Um, And it's good to see the other person and kind of relate to them. And rapport is all about like building that trust and building that kind of like, uh, uh, we're not so different kind of thing before you go into how you might be different on a particular issue. But yeah, so it's good that you were um, doing the rapport. And so now you got to the claim, and the claim is... (laughs)
3: All humans deserve dignity, I think.
4: That's right. All humans deserve dignity.
3: Okay.
2: Let's keep going. Dignity means for you is is preserving those rights. Is that okay to say?
6: I would say that dignity is um, our acceptance, and on the other side, uh, of each other's worth
2: mm, accepting each other's worth so mm-hmm. do you everyone's s- worth yeah mm-hmm. i gotcha mm-hmm. um and sometimes it helps to think of examples where maybe people aren't showing dignity to each other right. can yeah. you think of an example well like
6: that? Uh, people who are who are, are as yet unborn mm. um, people who are uh, in an aged state and um not able to speak for themselves okay yeah yeah anyone who's not able to speak for themselves gotcha people who um have um uh, conditions that make them unable to speak for themselves yeah yeah Yeah. so it
2: can be disabilities or old age or Mm -hmm. or or being pre-born as Mm -hmm. well yeah and and on the pre-born side is Mm -hmm. that uh for you is does that extend all the way to like conception type mm-hmm. thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, got it.
3: Good clarification question.
2: And so what are some examples that you can think of where we're where mm-hmm. not showing, where people are not given that dignity that mm-hmm. you're talking well,
6: about? Well, uh, just using the example of the preborn, you know, taking people's lives, um, mm while they're in the womb. Okay. They can't speak for themselves and aren't able to say that they are, um, you know, that the, they want those um, rights Got it. defended.
2: Right, you know. right. Okay. So by taking pre-born lives, um, that's showing that there's no value in that human life and, and it's... Uh, it's a problem in the, in the world is that yeah so okay i think it's
6: a i think it's a, a big problem in the world because i think once you do that you're the is slippery and it's easy to to justify the mm. taking of uh, rights from other mm. human beings and and depriving them of their dignity
2: right
4: right so so great the, job repeating back thanks
2: yeah and i was i struggle a little bit with my language fluidity um, and just trying to get out a sentence clearly. And I'm also trying to focus on the words that she used, right? I'm using the word pre-born all the time um, and avoiding the word fetus because, you know, we're trying to use the terminology that um, that your interlocutor is using. Interlocutor is just jargon for your conversation partner, um, mm-hmm. person you're
4: interviewing. Okay. I, yeah, that's good. It's clear uh, right off the bat that she seems to agree with your um, some summarization, and that's the goal. If uh, the more they agree and feel like they're being heard and understood, the better you're
0: doing. I like that you uh, that you said, that you asked. So you think that's a problem in the world? Because uh, that that within that question is also the question: Is that an important issue to you? is that something that you really care about? And she even said, yes, yeah, I think it's a, a big problem in the world. So I, I think I, I like that question.
5: Um, I just wanted to touch on as far as like the, uh, what is it, uh, part, pause, ask, yeah. repeat, and very little telling, right? And I do like the clarification and the, uh, like you were kind of summarizing uh, but I, I see that there's a, a danger, I don't, danger might not be the right word, but a, a, a potential problem in the summarization, especially if they're having a hard time. Maybe they're nervous in front of the camera. Maybe they're just nervous on the spot talking about these things. They can't quite find their w- words because part of the goal of SE or a big part of the goal of SE, in my opinion, is, is to have them hear what they're saying out loud, you're asking them and they're, you want them to like examine their, their beliefs. And I, I kind of want them to say, you know, you can summarize and help them out of bit, but I don't want to give them too much that they can like, oh yeah, that's what I mean. I want them to hear how it sounds out of their mouth first. So they can kind of go, oh, that, that doesn't hold water. That's not making sense. And not that that happened or not that you were doing that, but it's a, it can get close to that at a time if you're summarizing and you're giving them a little lifeline for them to grab onto.
3: Yeah. And a key word I'm hearing so far, part of the argument is like it's a slippery slope, potentially, if we allow, you know, the unborn to be killed, what does that mean in terms of other parts in our society? where would that and, lead potentially that's another reason i'm hearing
2: and that's rewatching the, yeah. this again when you mentioned slippery slope i realized that she actually twice refers to logical fallacies which is pretty cool mm-hmm. um slippery slope and then later on you'll hear her mentioned straw man so uh, that's kind of cool that she's aware of these biases we have
5: if that's becoming into the public vernacular yeah yeah
0: and she, she was also signaling when she talked about uh humans having 26 chromosomes, um, I felt like she was signaling, I know science, I know what I'm talking about. Isn't it 23 pair
5: though? That's 46 total, right? True. And that also yeah, doesn't right.
1: apply to, that, yeah, that also doesn't apply to everyone we would consider human either. Not everybody has the same amount either. So that right. have, that's another thing to potentially talk about.
0: So. True. But no, I mean, that it was clearly just, one one aspect
5: of what makes the human and the human. She's referencing and, science is what you're, is the important thing. Yeah, right. it's yeah.
2: showing a yeah, value yeah. there. Mm-hmm. All right, well, keep going.
6: It's from other human beings and, and depriving them of their dignity.
2: Right, right. Gotcha. And if you were to put on a scale of like zero to a hundred, um, the question of or the statement, you know, all human life deserves dignity. Where would you put yourself on that confidence scale of zero to one hundred, where zero is meaning you just have all questions about it, you're not certain. No, hundred. Hundred percent. Hundred percent.
6: Yes. All human life has dignity. Got it.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. And and what does that hundred percent mean to you in terms of like? Does it?
6: Uh, it means that, you know, I abhor any. the the taking of any human life um, without any human life. Yeah. uh, Other, other than in, in the case of self-defense.
2: Okay. Got it. So self-defense could be. Yes. I can tell she didn't quite. Yeah. And this my question there um, of what that hundred percent means. Like as in no room for doubt, you know, it can't be questioned. That was what I was trying to get at. Um, But, who didn't quite clarify
1: that yeah. that, that could be a pacing issue um sometimes you're asking they, they just want to answer really quickly and sometimes that can be hard to avoid because they're just going to answer quick no matter what
3: Yeah, and there's yeah, think, I'm trying to find also moral language here and I'm not here there could be three potential moral foundations applying to that reason it could like be the harm moral foundation or oppression like getting aborted is like oppressive or it causes harm, or it could be sanctity. Which is, if that hit, if it hits sanctity, then you're dealing with something like with of infinite value of like, pretty much, it's yeah. That's hard to talk about. Like to violate some, something like that, and that would be a whole different conversation.
0: I feel like you could have. Uh still giving her your your scale like ask her okay um my just to give you the scale to just so we're talking about the same thing uh 100 means to me or the way i define the scale define the scale would mean this and that now is that is that what is that 100 for you and give her the chance to correct that you, just because she sh- just shoots out 100 without even listening doesn't mean that you have to take that and stop explaining the scale. Yeah.
4: This word dignity is a little interesting for a scale because it's in my mind. Because I'm thinking like, um, is this like a subjective terminology? Like what is it that we're talking about exactly? It's kind of almost like saying how important is, is this issue to you? Does that make sense? And when I hear that, like if you say 10, very important, well, how does that translate to policy? Um, And that might be something um, we dig into a little further down the road in the conversation. So yeah, it's um, interesting to see this on the scale.
5: Yeah, um, I mean, because if we're talking about, you're talking about abortion, so it's 100... she's saying it's all life all the time. But then if we're, where does she make the distinction? And maybe you, you, you know, you might, this might come up or, uh, you know, I don't know, but if it's like I'm against abortion, but what about then? Like in cases where carrying the pregnancy could in the mother's life, like it could be dangerous to the mother. So where, yeah, we can, I think who who's like, cause the, she cares for both lives. She doesn't want anyone to die. And so this life is established. How, is there any wiggle room? What does that mean?
1: Yeah. She's already gave, she's already given one exception, which would be self-defense. So that's already right. like one where it's obviously not 100%. It can't be because people. Who right. argue, I, I wrote to...
5: 99, I wrote a hundred and then I wrote, Oh no, she went 99. Cause they always say a hundred most of the time. When you ask, it's very rare that you get an intellectually honest who leaves you know, 97, 98. So she said a hundred and then she's like, well, self-defense. I'm like, Oh, well maybe it's 99%.
2: And this is the difference between how she interpreted my question and how I Mm -hmm. intended my question. Right. She interpreted the question as, you know, should there ever be an exception? I think, I think that's how she interpreted it as opposed to how confident are you that this is true, that we need dignity. It's not Mm -hmm. there it's a subtle difference i think but
5: and this goes I, to the point made that like dignity this is a hard if the if the if the belief that we're seeing is all human lives deserve dignity what maybe we need to define the, the word dignity from her perspective
1: and then uh diamond did try to do that in the beginning so that, that was good because at first that was one of the things you ended up asking was, you know, what does this word dignity mean? But it kind of stopped abruptly and then moved on from there. But I, I agree. Yeah, dignity has got to be, especially be, given the word has to be discussed pretty thoroughly. And
0: I, f- I feel like she gave the definition dignity is um, respecting people's lives, uh, people's people's rights. But I feel like it's also... Uh, she's not maybe not not thinking about it this way, but I feel like it's also a reason f- why someone would have rights. Not so so I think it's it had maybe it has a double meaning for her, but that's just just a feeling like why how do we decide who has rights and what what rights exactly? Yeah, I think we get um, into some examples thing. here. Um, what just one thing? Um. I, want, I wanted to, to talk about the, uh, the scale again, because I feel like I've, I've had this happen before in an interview where I would ask um, a believer, like, how sure are you that Jesus, she, she said her claim was, I don't know, Jesus, we, we should give our lives to Jesus, something like that. And I asked her, so how sure are you on a scale from zero to 100? And I, I think I explained the, the scale, like 100 means I, there is no doubt in my mind that this is true. And she gave a hundred and I still got the impression that the 100 was more of a, she was signaling, I'm a really good believer. She wasn't really giving me the number of how sure she is that this is true. She was trying to, to signal, I'm a really good believer. And I've, I wondered if maybe it can be useful to have two scales. First, ask them how important is this to you on a scale from 0 to 100. Then they can give you the 100. And after that, ask for their confidence level. And maybe that gives them the opportunity to go down a little bit on the confidence level because usually people will admit that they have some doubt sometimes. Um, Just something to think about. Maybe it can be helpful to use these two different scales. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, perhaps this is one of those
4: instances in which somebody may just be feeling really strongly about their belief, and they're maybe choosing a hundred or ten or whatever out of the on the scale in order to convey that we ought to believe it too. Like it's a value that they're holding, and they're here to be an advocate for this value. So sometimes okay. it's not even so much that they are actually reflecting on their doubts in any way. They're in their mind, they're they're thinking and this may not be the case for this il this is just in my mind when i talk to certain people who have uh, an issue that they really are involved with they're trying to win me over or or win an yeah. argument and one of the best ways to do that is to show no weakness right <laughs> and they're just coming out full force at their 100 so that may be what's going on here yeah all
3: right let's get going
4: yep
2: this is something that I'd like to look at. We got a couple of minutes still. Mm-hmm. What, um, are there scenarios where you do see uh, reasons not to keep that human dignity? Like when you no. say self-defense. No. That's such okay. a
3: hard well, question to ask. Is-
4: <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's a tough one.
2: <laughs> yeah, what are the exceptions?
4: Yeah,
3: I had a conversation with someone yesterday at UCLA talking about the death penalty and they used that same reason, the, you know, the sanctity of life or like, you know, it's, it's that all humans deserve dignity. That same reason applies in the death penalty. And like, it can people lose their dignity, that they might be born with it, but can they lose it? And that's the question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting that again, we're having a, an issue with pacing where she is answering the question before you can really express what you actually mean so you know you're asking her like okay, the self-defense thing but she's already moved on and said no even though she's the one that pointed out the exception of self-defense like is it dignity to shoot somebody and have them bleeding out like I guess ultimately the, again we're back to the issue of what exactly we mean by dignity but you know she she seems like the type of person that would again, I don't want to make too many assumptions but maybe doesn't believe that the death penalty is good which would be consistent um i wonder if like how she feels about things like homelessness or i'm curious as to 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 instances like that like what is dignity is it dignity to for someone to not live in a home and not have heat and stuff Um, and maybe she does maybe she's like yeah we we need to do something about that like yeah that's consistent in my in my view
0: yeah If if we take her definition of dignity from the beginning, that is respecting people's rights. I guess you could argue no one is disrespecting a homeless people's homeless person's rights just because they're homeless. They have the right to pursue happiness or whatever. Um, But I mean, but, but but I'm not sure if she would still apply the same definition of dignity in that case. So who knows
3: mm-hmm yeah she mentions life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that doesn't guarantee you don't. you're not given the right to happiness right mm-hmm. anyway yep.
6: get going just murdering me yeah um, i i think i i do have the right to defend my my right. existence and in the same case <clears throat> in the case of um you know mothers bearing children where their lives are literally that where they will die or the child will die I don't mm. think we can require martyrhood from people That yeah. martyrhood is a um you know is a heroic act and the greatest of all acts to lay down your life for the life of another but I don't think it can be required of people so in a case where you know a person was literally going to perish right if they were to to continue that I don't think you can require that. I Mm. think it's a beautiful thing that people do, but can't require it.
2: Is it, is it, does it have to be that life and death situation or can it be like a debilitation or something like that? Like if in the case of a pregnancy or something that may lead to a disability, but maybe not the loss of the mother's life, would that be?
6: I don't know that there are any cases where there, there are, um, where it would lead to where pregnancy leads to disability. If a pregnancy endangers someone's life, it's usually to the point of death. I see. So I I don't think that's even, I think that's a straw man there.
2: Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm shooting so so messenger here um, (laughs) because the reason I asked that question is I know someone personally who did get paralyzed after a pregnancy. And so, you know, I was thinking of these cases where you you really do have risks um, that are pretty intense.
4: Well, I think in that instance, it's perfectly appropriate to apply a hypothetical. Uh, and you can right. just say, like, I'm not saying this is the case necessarily, although maybe, that, <laughs> that's, uh, maybe that's not being too authentic because maybe you are saying it is the case. Though you could just say, hypothetically, uh, were someone to say uh break their back or something i don't know how this person got paralyzed but like if they have if they are um if they have some sort of um something negative happened in their in their birthing experience or if that if that were a common occurrence would that have an effect on the answer to that question like if that were to hypothetically occur
0: wouldn't have to be a common occurrence, so it, it was just, like, in that case, in, in that hypothetical case, would that be justified? Like, would, would an abortion be justified, I
1: think. Yeah. yeah, I do want to say that I think she's already showing signs of defense. From the, I mean, it makes sense because of the topic, but she's kind of been doing it from the beginning. Uh, and so that makes certain questions, like, you know, I would want to ask, like, um, you know, at that point, like, how confident are you that pregnancy and birth uh, can can't doesn't lead to defects like how confident are you in that now but i feel like she's our you know she's already talking about you straw manning her and she's she's clearly prepared for you to to yeah what she and says being real
2: careful not to push super hard i think but
5: to your point also um that is one thing i was going to bring up but also to the point uh you you said earlier about uh what about homelessness like it, are you consistent on that like is is, is it dignit is dignity um, fractured by homelessness or something. So what about mm-hmm. in the case of giving birth is going to lower the economic standard of this person, they're going to, you know, won't be able to care for this child so then they could become homeless. Now you got two people who, you know, the, the infant and the mother who could potentially be living on the street. Is that uh, going to affect it if, if they are inherently have this dignity, this right, then giving birth could not, not a physical thing and not a death, but cause a homelessness or um, a displacement of, of some other sort or inability to get food. Yeah. It does that outweigh because she said you can't force motherhood on somebody. And then she kind of, I feel like she kind of backpedaled because she was like, if they're going to die, but the, the first statement you can't force more motherhood on somebody seems to be indicating that, the mother's human dignity is also at play here.
2: Yeah. And before we start again, uh, I just want to point out that we're asking a lot of questions here, not because we know the answers necessarily, but there are things that we kind of would, we're curious about Patty's ideas here. Um, So, you know, while people are free to discuss in the comments, any of this, um, the reason we're raising these is these are the kind of things that we can discuss in the moment um that in trying to get
1: to an individual's reasons as opposed well, I, I, to this, I answer. do want to point out though too I, I do have my own perceptions and I'm, I'm sure those can leak through by the questions sure. that I ask or so I do have you know a position or I have perceptions. I try to leave those out though and ask questions that I think that would be fair to anybody. And also you can even if you're talking to somebody that you agree with on the topic there can still be questions that you would ask that would be reasonable to ask that may point out issues with their reasoning or may cause them to recognize that there is or
5: something like that. And and just one more, you um, you said, um, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, uh, Portland. Uh, me? Nathan. <laughs> yeah. me? Nathan. Yeah, Nathan, sorry. Um, that, um, you know, because... He said he had the diamond. Said he had uh, the friend who was paralyzed. And you said, "Well, you could use that as a hypothetical." Well, maybe that's not genuine because it's not a hypothetical. We're actually thinking about it. But when I'm doing SE, typically, well, it's more. Or, it's more
4: like it's more like I'm not saying that this is the case, though. If you right, were to see because that this when I'm doing SE, and, with that
5: and they class. they come to me with, well, of course, evolution isn't true. I. That's like sometimes where I'll slip almost into counter apologetics. Well, no, it actually, and then I go, okay, now, hypothetically, if I could show you that it wasn't, I can show you that it isn't, or that, you know, that evolution is true, but that's not my job yeah. here in an SE interview, in a counter apologetic interview it is. So I don't see that as disingenuous, but I understand. It would only be disingenuous
4: in so far as that you say, uh, I'm not saying Because that's basically trying to disown something that you are thinking,
0: right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but you are not saying it. You are thinking it, but you're not saying it. At least not at this moment. You are. The whole idea
4: is you're trying to present the hypothetical for them to entertain. So you just want to be hard for them to entertain it, if
5: if there is uh, a case, and then you know, and then you know, uh, Anthony will come. You know, I'm not saying that this is that there is, but if this was a case, and you could say. But there is. So would you leave that out or would you I would just, just leave say, out
4: the whole, I'm not saying, and just say, yeah, just, here's okay. a hypothetical. <laughs> you want right. to do this hypothetical and just give the hypothetical. Uh, a yeah.
1: yeah I, I also wanted to say too, now uh, I've never talked to Diamond about this issue, so I have no idea what he thinks. And I actually still have no idea what you think. And I think that that's a good thing, but I still think I'm getting the impression that she thinks she knows what you think. And, and then that, that has created a barrier kind of even artificially.
0: Okay. I'm wondering, since she said, I think that's a straw man. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if she is actually accusing you of straw manning her or if she just says, I think this is just a an unrealistic situation. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering if maybe it would have been a good idea to, at this point to say, oh, Sorry if I gave you the impression that I'm I'm saying that this is the case. I'm just trying to understand your position, and I'm using this hypothetical to understand it better. Do you think that that would be a way to maybe uh, improve rapport? Yeah. In, in this situation. Yeah, I like that idea.
2: Yeah. Instead, I just I let it go and and move right, on. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Speaking of, here we go.
2: Cool straw man there, yeah, Gotcha, man. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so life and death. You were in like the D.C. area, right? Yeah, there's a short jump uh, where we cut out helicopter noise. Just okay. a brief interruption, but yeah, 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 right here.
3: It seemed like a, that kind of helicopter.
2: Or self-defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is an odd question about, if you're already at 100 mm-hmm. percent, is there anything that could make you more confident about, uh, about the statement that all no, humans no. have I, dignity?
6: I, I am completely okay. convinced that all humans have dignity just by, just by virtue of being our, our, our brothers and sisters, you know, part yeah. of our, our human tribe. Yeah. And
3: at this point, are you talking about the more broad claim or the specific claim like abortion should be illegal?
2: I'm wondering we we try to hit a few more examples here I think okay it'll be clear
1: I also uh, as well the there'm it's bugged me a few times now where there's this she started off with saying all humans have dignity and then it turned into all humans should have dignity and those are two different things that I think should be distinguished and and sussed out or, or, or talked about like are you saying that all humans do have dignity or are you saying they should have dignity because those are those, those are two different things
4: right this is um where and you'll probably we'll probably get to a part where I would probably want to pivot in a little bit though I would want to pivot the whole claim to what to do about it like take the claim and then ask so what um what do we do does this mean we outlaw abortion does this mean uh we should force a woman to carry to term like what are the consequences of recognizing the fact that all people deserve dignity what what does that mean to me because it kind of is like saying like life is preferable to death (laughs) it's like okay yeah so now i am with you what do we do about that sort of thing Um, and i think that will there's a part that might be good for pivoting to that when she asks you questions in a little bit and also maybe like in the next five minutes Yeah. yeah
2: what is the the main reason for that do you feel that uh you feel that so strongly
6: i i think it's evident um i mean um, i i think the moral any moral code from you know prevents people from murdering you know fellow human beings mm-hmm. and i think it's science shows us that People who are in an insentient state are still human, and people who are preborn are still human. So, I I, I, I feel very certain that um, to deprive those people of life are, is, is a great evil. Got it.
3: And- what category of reasons are those?
4: Like, you're just claiming, mm-hmm. I don't know. Though, no, what category of reasons? Like, um...
3: It's just philosophical. Like, it's like humans have dignity. This is all abstract. Right. All, it's, like, all, it's like mortal, <laughs> like Socrates being mortal. Well, that is empirical.
0: Well, she, she gave reasons. First, she gave a reason for, for why it's wrong to kill people. Because all moral codes, I mean, I, of course, that's just an appeal to popularity, basically. Um, All moral cults say this, so it must be true. Um, And then the next one is about science tells us that these like preborns are still human. And therefore, I'm not even, I don't, she, she does not She feels like she doesn't even have to, to talk about the part. And because they're human, they deserve dignity. That part she's not talking about. They are human period.
4: It also might be really tempting to go off topic here. <laughs> like for me, it would be very tempting. I'd be like, uh sentient things. So no, no, why no. why human sentience? Is That's there some special quality about humans? Like there's trillions of cows and chickens being killed every year in America, like for, for our dinner and our
0: food or whatever. <laughs> like what about you're like trillions, people? trillions, really trillions. Yeah, but about like, about humans who are not in a sentient state, <laughs> right? Yeah. Chucky,
2: from, Chucky from the channel, I hear you um, mention in the comments about that. Some good questions like going down those various cases mm. down the animal chain. Yeah. I love talking
1: to Chucky about morality. We, we do yeah. want to avoid like triggering words, though, just I guess for people watching like things like forced. Yeah. Like I agree with Nathan when it comes to the idea of forcing a woman to do something, but they're not going to view it that way. And so we have to use words that right. aren't basically aren't going to trigger them. That's why you, yeah, you would have an open-ended
4: question, like what should be done uh, given that all humans deserve dignity? Should there be a law that we pass? That way it's very open-ended. You're not using charged language. And then from there you can ask about force and the use of force if the government's getting involved in some way. That's where I would go.
3: Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out. All humans have dignity if it were trying to pass a law maybe alter cast like if it gets to the supreme court and you're the person trying to argue for the case that we should have this law that their supreme court is trying to potentially overrule, what is the reason for giving you know that all humans have dignity what are the, what's the person going to say to the court to convince them of that it seems like by definition at this point that's the case but there, but you have to give a reason in a court but I guess, for I guess you'd appeal to like the Declaration of Independence, you know, self-evident type of claim, type of reason. It's hard to say. I don't know. Uh,
1: there's a this is a, a good time to like one thing that I like to do in conversations, and I think it's just an interesting question for everybody. Is everybody brings up life and they bring up liberty, and the thing is, those two things can be opposed to each other. And what do we do in those instances? I think is a really interesting thing to bring up in a conversation. Wow, especially good like
4: point. This. Yeah, solid point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we
6: go. So i I, I, I feel very certain that uh, to deprive those people of life are, is is a great evil. Got it. And leads to more evil in our society.
2: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you think
3: yeah, that's a consequentialist argument? Leads to more evil.
2: Think of anything. That might make you less confident in in the idea of preserving all human life.
6: Absolutely not. Okay, no, I, I think that is the probably the cornerstone of human existence. It, it. affirms yeah. it affirms our own existence. It right. affirms your existence. It affirms my existence. Yeah. Your mother considered you worth bringing into the world. My mother considered me worth bringing into the world. Hi, mom. Um, I hope should you be in an insentient state, people mm. would be around to defend your dignity as I would hope they would be around right. to defend mine. Right. Um, I think children in the womb of people who are pursuing abortion are as much my responsibility to defend mm. as I as I would defend my own children's, yeah. um, as I would defend my own children's dignity. Gotcha. And uh, I, I, I hope that's the case. I, I would hope that every person, would defend the life of a defenseless
2: child right. in
6: any circumstance. Right. Yeah. Defenseless human being. Yeah.
2: Got it. Yeah, I, I, I think that people do tend to be good natured, and I feel like, in a situation, they they would absolutely try to save each other. Right. Um, I,
6: I think of a situation. I've often thought of this. If you were suppose you were crossing the Mojave Desert mm-hmm. and. Um, There was a sign at the beginning, you're stopping to provision yourself. I said, you know, bring enough water for you and whoever's in your car. It says, and by the way, make sure your car is locked when you come in here because people might come and enter your vehicle, you know, to get a ride across there.
4: Right.
6: Um if you then got halfway across and realized there was a child in the back seat who you didn't know about. Mm And who now threatens your existence because now you don't have enough water for everybody do you have the right to murder them say well you know i i didn't mm. i didn't plan on this right i did you know i was even though you were warned at the beginning you know what what do you have that right to take deprive them of life because yeah they have um, now become an
2: inconvenience <laughs> that- now
3: we're getting into trolley problem philosophical stuff
2: yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I, I I think she I think she's she's on to something there. I think she's actually getting to a path where she's thinking about it. I, just, I don't know if she answers this or not or if she has an answer. But I mean, it is a good question. Like you have a child in the bag, You didn't know that they were there. You have provisions just for you. And now it's difficult. And so it's just like, OK, so why is it difficult? And can people be in that position if they're pregnant? Can people be in the position or just like i
0: when she says is it in that situation would it be okay to murder the child i think she said murder right i think she yeah.
3: i think she rephrased it later but, but oh, she did okay. say that it's,
0: yeah it's, yeah because she probably means just not giving them any water so that they will die
5: the child will die right if there's yeah. i mean this isn't this isn't sussed out but yeah i picked up on that too is murder i, I took it to mean to just let die I'm not going to give you any water because right. there's only enough for me. But if there's only enough for one person, let's just let's just say it's enough for you or enough for the child. So then you give the water to the child and you die. That's what she goes back to. Like, that, does that go back to what she said earlier about like a sacrifice?
0: Martyrdom. martyrdom. Yeah. Yeah. Also, interesting choice of words to call that martyrdom.
5: Uh, but...
0: Yeah.
4: I'm thinking about moral obligation right now so i kind of like the whole like you pass a drowning child in a swimming pool are you morally obligated to dive into that swimming pool and save the child's life yeah. um and that's kind of where i'm wondering how how this belief is motivating like what should be the consequence of this belief so let's say i adopt this belief today and i believe it too everybody deserves dignity does that mean now that if I pass a drowning child, well, like I don't know, so <laughs> I might need to think a bit more about my
5: hypothetical here. Uh, my brain is running. Yeah, it's, it's a more bunch like on that because when, what if you don't know how to swim? Yeah, what when you pass a drowning child course. and you don't know how to swim.
4: Yeah. So to, if you don't have to, the
5: resources, if you if you don't know how to parent, if you don't have the resources to bring a child into the world, you know. If you jump in the water and you don't know how to swim, now there's two people drowning in the water. This goes back mm-hmm. to what I was saying earlier. If you if you bring a child in, it could affect your your economic status. You're, you're now two humans are are suffering as opposed to no mm-hmm. human suffering if the abortion is is carried out.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the child in the backseat has no access to your water. You would have to give it to them, but in the sort, situation of abortion, you have no choice but take. It's taking away your water in the analogy. Right right Hmm. it's you know complicated
4: which for a woman can mean nine months of you know time away from whatever it is you you know you can't do now if you're pregnant whether if you're an actress you know and your character is not pregnant like you can't act like how do you or i mean that's not like the best example i guess but i'm just saying like it there are limitations on your life when you when you're in that situation um and so, like having to take care of a child for the rest for like eighteen years, and, and
1: that too, small <laughs> <That's laughs> <that> consequences <laughs> for the after part. <laughs> at, right. at some point, adoption will be brought up. I'm sure adoption but, is a
4: thing, right? Yeah, but to Though me, like she's nine she's, months.
1: Ahead, yeah, sorry. yeah, it, yeah. It's nine months is still a long time. I, I mean, and again, she seems already partly on the defense. She doesn't seem overly defensive or anything, but she's she's suspicious. I think, uh, and. I think that ultimately we still have the issue with what does dignity mean? And then also where do we draw the lines of life and liberty? Like at what point is an infringement, is it, would it be, would it diminish somebody's dignity to take away a liberty uh, from them uh, to make a choice about what's happening with their body at what point or what they want to do, I guess. Um, and, and again, it's just—I think it's just generally an interesting question. It, it can be—it could apply to COVID. You know, it's—it happens in COVID. Like, at what point, it is—is is, does life take precedence over liberty, and vice versa? I think it's just an interesting question everybody should think about.
0: Suddenly, with COVID, people are talking about bodily autonomy who have never used that that term before. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's>
4: so funny. <laughs>
2: yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. You're
6: gone life because yeah they have um, now become an
2: inconvenience (laughs) dog interruptions but uh that's that's a really interesting analogy that i hadn't heard before um Mm -hmm. i haven't heard it
6: either i just thought yeah it's
2: good (laughs) (laughs) really wow um so
6: (laughs) can you think of any circumstance where it would be where, where you would be allowed to murder that child in the back seat that's that's crept into your right. car
2: yeah that's that's a good you question you didn't invite I, that child right you, you, you were warned a... at
6: the beginning that it might happen mhm and you pursue you know and you didn't lock your doors but the child got in somehow anyway um, right. and you and and um, now do you have the right to deprive that child of life
2: yeah yeah that's a really interesting
4: there's example. a little bit of Personal responsibility creeping in,
5: right? What, like, yeah, I wonder wondering what that what does that mean for locking the doors? Was is that is that like uh, birth control pills? Oh, it just, it just or... means
4: you're partly to blame for the situation for the child being in the back. So like, she she brought the...
5: religion into it, and a lot of times religion is against any kind of preventative measures. So is she? Do you think she's? I don't know if this comes up. Is she speaking abstinence and just yeah. d- just avoid? The situation completely, or or would life jackets be, be yeah, all right I, in the part I of the discussion. Yeah, there that's
4: another tempting road to go down, and it might be good if there, if there's like two hours to talk. I, I'm about with you. I'm tempted to, the to
5: start <laughs> SE-ing all these branches off of it. Yeah,
1: sure. uh, I, I did want to say also one of the things that I, I'm going back also to that idea that she had that she was talking about in the beginning, where she's under the impression that mothers or or people carrying uh, fetuses can't be like harmed in any ways apart from dying i think is a really it, it would be hard to explore given the way that the conversation's gone but it is legit like it it's strange that to me that she thinks that that she thinks that the only oh. the only thing that could happen to you and in birth is that you would die you wouldn't be maimed or nothing else bad could happen possibly happen to you except for that one thing is is strange Yep. Yeah.
2: okay mm-hmm. um i'm wondering is there is there a counter argument that you've heard like that maybe you considered if someone were to disagree with you what do you yeah. think they would say
6: um, I I totally understand people's um, you know people's uh, proclivity towards their own convenience. Mm. We are by nature um, uh, and, and we are driven by fear as well. Mm. And I think you know, um, the, um, in the case of abortion, say, or in, even in the case of, say, a an insentient relative who may you know who may incur tremendous, bills or whatever i think people's fear Mm -hmm. it's understandable that people make decisions out of fear and out of a sense of not wanting to inconvenience themselves that also is very human right but it's not the best side of our humanity yeah i think the best side of our humanity is one that affirms the dignity of every person um, who is one of us Mm. cool no matter their color no matter their gender no matter where they are in the spectrum of life Right. you know we only have a short time to be here you know why deprive someone of of that
2: short mm. voyage right oh, so awesome.
0: Well, i think that her, her best example of a counter argument uh is convenience and fear as a reason to be pro-abortion
4: at yeah, this I- point i might i might pivot at this point to like what do we do um, or what should I do personally now that I've heard you and I and I do you feel like I've heard you by the way? <laughs> do you feel heard? And if you do, okay great. so now what what do we do about this? Mm. Might be my next line of questioning
2: And this is where I basically ended the conversation uh, mm-hmm. from my perspective of asking questions about her be- beliefs. so um, there is definitely a pivot but it's more into what, what felt like a little more debate as as you'll hear when she comes to hear my view. So
4: to ask you, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's all the questions I have, my times timer went off. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any questions for me or anything? Yeah,
6: what, what do you think about children in the womb? So
2: I think that I'm not sure that I think there is a question there that I'm not settled on yet. Mm-hmm. I think that there's so many like
6: what's not what's not settled. Are those people humans? I mean that part.
2: I think that's part of it that mm-hmm. that maybe I'm not sure mm-hmm. what the point is that mm-hmm. you know that is a a life that uh that deserves all the same rights as as someone that can survive outside of the womb.
6: Well, but you just said a life that discerns, we're not talking about the life, we're talking about, are they human? Are they human? Because right. I said at the beginning, all humans deserve, do you not think that all humans deserve dignity? Are, are, are you, do you have questions about that? I think I agree that? with that
2: statement. Yeah. I think I so agree with statement So then your question is, when
6: does someone become a human? That's what your question is. And what I what I would ask you is, have you ever She's seen- She's telling me
2: what my person? question is here.
6: Mm-hmm. Like baby at say 15 weeks. Mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. Scratching yeah. their face and sucking it up at 15 weeks.
2: I think I I think I have In seen fact earlier that earlier yeah. than that. Yeah.
6: yeah. Um can you not right. does it take a lot of imagination to think that yeah. they are are yeah.
2: humans like we are. So I think that
4: face scratching
5: <laughs> and yeah. thumb sucking she like a little, little. she just gave a she just gave uh um, she said 15 weeks maybe sooner than that so prior to that are they human when does when does sentience because in the beginning when she said all humans she referred to i said it in the beginning all humans but she also said in the beginning all sentient humans right she said sentience was asked yeah. when does and, and so you brought up animals she just said when sentience, does she sentience, didn't say
1: sentient humans you said sentience.
5: Yeah sentience. When does, yeah, sentience. So when does sentience begin? When does sentience end? What about someone who's in a vegetative state? Great what question. does she feel like, unlike the Terry Schiavo case, you know, a few decades ago about Ooh. Uh, when you unplug somebody from life support because they're no longer sentient?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And also, j- just a second, I think she also, she j- just assumed that, I mean, she asked you, Uh, well basically she said it's not about life it's about whether or not they're human and then she said in the beginning I said all humans deserve dignity and then she kind of asked and kind of half asked half assumed that you would agree with that and you then you said you do you probably do agree with that statement but then she she also assumed that you uh, agreed with her definition of dignity so um yeah i mean of course for the sake of the conversation you were working with her terminology the words that she was using but she kind of assumed that when you give your perspective it has to be the same definition of terms it has to be there are probably
5: some things that you agree on this might have been a time to say where you fall on the scale like if you're like yeah i think i've heard that. And I'm pretty sure I agree with you. Maybe I'm at 95, but I have a you know a different definition of where sentience begins.
1: But she she seems on the attack right now to me. Now that she's asked you your question, she is on the she she's not she step. You notice her body posture got taller. She's stepping closer to you. She's doing the things to really force you to her perspective. At this point, so it makes the conversation difficult. I, I would have, like, ideally, if I was having a conversation with somebody that I felt was open-minded, I would just be like, no, I don't think all humans deserve dignity. I think there are instances in which we have to deny that based off of circumstances. But I can guarantee you she would probably end the conversation right there if you said that. So it might be better to question, like, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm wondering whether or not, like, like you were saying, somebody who is trying to attack another being, whether or not that person deserves the same dignity as the person that's just being attacked or whether or not somebody who is harming a child deserves the same dignity. Like we, we have to put people in prison. Prison is the taking away of certain rights by definition. So I'm wondering if I do think that all humans deserve dignity, because I can think of too many instances in which I think we would both agree that they don't. I think okay, we would can, both agree. Maybe not.
0: Or ask, can you think of instances... Do you think this is an instance where that wouldn't apply, where that a person that person's dignity is taken away the rights i might
4: want to answer the question with another question at the risk of appearing right. like i'm dodging uh, a little mm-hmm. I, I hope it wouldn't be a dodge though if somebody were to ask me that question do you think that all humans deserve dignity i might ask back is it possible to think that all people deserve dignity and also believe at the same time that People deserve access to abortions. Hmm. Are those two things not compatible? Yeah. Why uh, and would that, that be? one? Uh, Why yeah, can't I,
2: you do that? I think I feel like I could answer from her perspective because I got the impression that it was illogical to her. And I did feel like it was in this part of the conversation, I did feel a little under attack. And I was I could see you can't see it in the video, but there was almost a quiver like. She had had this debate oh. many, many times before. She was oh, very, yeah. very passionate about it. And so I was trying to do whatever I could to, mm-hmm. to show That'd that I was tough. honestly considering her view. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, I, I did get the impression that it was like a definitional thing. It was a logic thing that, that it was irrational that you could agree with this statement and also be okay with abortion. That's That's the vibe I got
0: yeah if you don't agree with the statement all humans deserve dignity then you're a bad person I don't want to I don't want anything to do with you since you agree with that statement and science tells us it's very logical science tells us uh, a fetus is human is um, a specimen of the human species then it is just illogical not to conclude that that fetus deserves dignity deserves, deserves the same rights as a as an adult, basically. yeah, I think that's the argument. Yeah.
1: and and ultimately, let's let's look back at the fact that this is a this is a passion topic. This is, a, you Very know, nice. so it's yeah. like she's she she has already admitted that she doesn't believe every human deserves dignity. She just had didn't realize it when she was talking about self-defense, but you still can't say, okay, I don't think everyone does, because that's going to cause that you know, the passion to come out at that point. It's not, people are going to hear maybe even us talking and assume that, um, you know, oh, we're just trying to find exceptions in this and that. And it's just like, yeah, that kind of is what it's about. It's about holding what we say to a certain standard and asking if what we're saying is exact, an exact mirror of the truth or if there are ways that we can think that we're incorrect. Yeah, I mean, that's ultimately the, the what I feel like is the right thing to do or the the activity. Yeah, to finish it up.
2: I, I don't think it takes a lot of imagination to to make that statement that they are a human. Mm-hmm. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. I I guess I'm not totally confident about it because I don't trust myself to just make that judgment um, based on just the look, you know, the, if that makes sense. but well, um, it's not just the look. I mean, gotcha.
6: um, scientifically speaking, they have every single attribute of a human being that yeah. you, are, you and I have. The okay. only thing is they're not breathing on their own. And that's the same case of people who are in sentient and who are on a breathing machine. So here. if
2: if they didn't have all the attributes, <laughs> mm-hmm. would that shift?
6: For me, no. But okay. no, but I, I have okay. heard... Real reason check there. Good. Heard ...people make that that right. um, thing. But I, I have seen, uh, you know... I, I, I thought, I've, I've had this, this conviction for you know, yeah. decades, and I thought back in the 1970s, or actually it was in the 1980s, I thought that when ultrasound became, because back then you couldn't really see what was going on, you had this vague thing, people would have to say, see, there's a foot. There's right. Now, they can take a picture of a baby in the womb that's just like you and me standing just like mm-hmm. they're yeah there. And,
2: yeah the technology and i, and I thought at the time
6: i thought oh, once the technology catches up yeah, there will that be that no way be to be deny that these are people these right. are very very innocent and very very hopeless yeah. people and and to deny them to deny them their lives is is a is a awful I, awful barbaric thing
2: i think one other even if we were to grant that i think one other one that gets me uh, on the side of, of allowing, uh, you know, abortions and things like that is uh, I'm sure you've heard the argument of bodily autonomy stuff where if, if you imagine that we just woke up the next morning and we were attached to another person in a hospital bed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they were relying on us to survive. Mm
6: -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why I said you you can't require... You can't require martyrhood if it was going to, but right. you have, you but you're not allowed to kill them just because it's inconvenient or because, uh, because you know, you don't want to be attached to them anymore. No, no.
2: Yeah. And I think that's, that. that's maybe where I'm not sure about that. Like, I feel like this, if this person is relying on my life, right.
6: Because it's, it's very inconvenient for you. Yeah? Right, right. I and think that convenience is mm-hmm. a very, you know, I, yeah. Would you agree, though, that convenience is not something for which we should
5: deprive? That seems like a, uh, a contradiction. You can't require martyrhood, but you you can't just kill them because they're dependent on you. That's,
3: it's a, that it's a threshold. To... Yeah, she's saying conven- inconvenience is an insufficient threshold for depriving someone of their dignity or life. But the threat of death, that crosses the threshold into... Then it's okay. Inconvenience, not okay. Threat
1: of death, okay. But she also seems to have the impression that if it's not death, everything else is just inconvenience.
0: Right. right. Disability yeah. is, is
1: inconvenient. Yeah, disability and all an the Yeah. yeah. It's an
5: inconvenience yeah. or it's not even a possibility in her mind. Yeah. So that, there could be a chance for another, another scale. Like you were saying, maybe we can bring in multiple scales. How confident are you in the belief that these are the only two outcomes, death and, 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 and convenience.
3: Yeah. You can make a scale or, of convenience, like uh, the top. Where does like physical inconvenience become and right. one is like perfect pregnancy. You're fine, but you give it up for adoption. That's like the least inconvenient, potentially
5: the gradient. Yeah.
4: And what's this in the middle, yeah. Quality questions over here. I would <laughs> I would consider being intravenously hooked up to another person with no way to leave more than an inconvenience. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, get, send us a <laughs> question, quality questions. <laughs> yeah, put that in a question. I agree. I agree, but put that in a question.
1: Yeah, he has been. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. how do,
4: we can probably do it. Would you consider? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> if you just put, would you consider in front of that? Would that work? Yeah. Is there
3: an inconvenience a... so inconvenient to be equivalent to a threat of death?
0: Mm. Is is the threat of death an inconvenience? <laughs> that
3: is a pretty inconvenient thing, yeah. De- being dead, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't do stuff when you're dead.
2: Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. So, me personally, I think I would probably agree with that. Like, I would say, <clears> like, I I may stay there yeah. and and take the inconvenience, right? But you're
6: saying you don't. think... Should I
2: think it be legally required that I stay there? That's where I'm like not so sure. Does that but, make sense? But
6: there are, but our law does include that. Like for instance, right. if you, if you are in a, if you're in a situation where, uh, you know, <laughs> well, let's just use a child because they are helpless. Sure. Yeah. The baby is, uh, is you know left in your home just right. and it's during a snowstorm you yeah. can't get anywhere else you're not allowed to put it outside and let it die. Yeah. And it, yet it is, it's required. It is, it's,
2: right.
6: it's continuance requires your care. Yeah. But if you were to put it outside and let it die, you'd be guilty of murder. Right. Yeah. I, I think you have so.
2: some really interesting arguments mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to definitely be thinking about this yeah. a lot more. So I really appreciate yeah. your, your conversation. Right.
6: Well, good. Um, I hope, I hope so. And I, and I, um, I'll look at your, um,
2: Yeah, YouTube channel
6: because I'm a YouTube.
2: Oh, you're on there, yeah. No,
6: no, no, I'm not on there.
2: Okay, right, but you watch consumer (laughs) videos, sure. Yeah, yeah, you can. So I appreciate.
6: appreciate My pleasure. um, You know your efforts to put things out there and to um, thank you. You know to have decent conversations. That's the goal. So
2: important. Yeah, yeah.
6: I'm glad you had a good time.
2: Yes, I hope I hope it was an okay conversation for you. I think it was. I would
4: I would have preferred to. Is that your camera guy? Oh, okay.
6: okay. <laughs> On that vision, it's, it's a very divisive. Yeah. And I would prefer to, to uh, go a little deeper than that, but, yeah, okay, but, fair enough. But yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. I I I hope that you have a productive
2: day. Thank you. It. You too. I appreciate it, it, Patty. Doing. Have yeah. a good
6: day.
1: Take care. So successful overall. I mean, that was a good. Yeah. That was a solid ending right there. Yeah, that felt
2: <laughs> a lot better when we were ending because I could see this shift of like, okay, I don't have to fight him anymore. You know, you know, sure. it was like. a relaxation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, it was really but interesting. But there's an interesting
5: thing that she brought up right at the end there, that the snow thing kind of goes back to her car water thing. There's like a good Samaritan law, but then there's also like, kind of like what you said, like trolley the problem. There's a moral line that she doesn't, see a gradient in it, it feels like there's just a either or because you're also not obligated to give somebody your kidney if you're a match you know and so what's what, a good where
1: point. well that in the hospital so thing you, was never answered either
5: right it's like and you you said oh, was, i would take the inconvenience but we've discussed it's probably more than an inconvenience to be giving your life to somebody else by hooked up to them however that would how that would function. But yeah, you're yeah. not, you're not required to give an organ the same way. I think you might be required to take care of a child that was left on their doorstep in a snowstorm. That's a different, I feel like that's a different kind of, there's a inflation there.
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there are laws that say that it's okay for, that if you wake up and somebody is, you're attached to somebody and keeping them alive, that you can just disconnect yourself. So there are laws that would protect you uh, from manslaughter in that circumstance too, so that that was kind of never talked about either. But
2: this is a yeah. particularly timely case too, because yeah. currently in the U.S. Supreme Court, there's a a case that uh, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. So um, this debate's happening everywhere right now. Yeah, yeah.
5: absolutely. But uh, well, the...
3: great job, Diamond. Yeah, good stuff. Great. Great job. Yeah, I think
5: she would talk to you again. And that's the ultimate goal, right? Is to, right. to keep the dialogue open. So it did end well. And I think it was a pretty good, pretty good interview overall. Yep.
1: Yeah. These
4: sorts of talks boil down to like moral obligation and um, what we ought to do. Uh, and, and it can be really tough. And I think the. Pivoting the conversation to now that we have established that value that there's value in life <laughs> Like what do we what should we do about it? What what is the next step and um That would have been the one thing I would have loved to hear from her perspective, which is like Now what? Um Should we pass a law? Should we make it so people can't? do these sorts of things, what, what should be the punishment for somebody who does do something like that? Or is it just more something that you think abstractly um, is the case or good? No.
1: And unfortunately for me, I think the devil's in the details, and that's the hard part, is people don't like the details. They, they think you're being like persnickety or something, but that's like when she says, you know, all humans deserve dignity at all times, and then something indicates that she doesn't exactly think that. And there was something else, too, where she said this is absolutely true. But then she went on to say something that indicated that it actually wasn't absolutely true, but you can't point that out because that will upset them.
5: No room for nuance.
1: Right. And that's, that's, I think ultimately the problem with conversations like these, it's like, there's a, there's something online that's been proliferating that I think is unfortunate where there's like concentric circles and like the outer one is like, um, doesn't really care at all about the truth. The, the middle one is just like in between where I go based off of what's reasonable. And then the center one is, is like basically like being pedantic and worrying about the particularities of the conversation. And I, I do agree that that can happen. But a lot of times when I'm talking to somebody about the particularities, it's not that I'm being pedantic or somebody else is being pedantic. It's that they emotions arise when they're held to the standard of what they said. And what they said, if it's not exactly true and you point that out, people haven't gotten we haven't gotten used to that as a species people saying what what you're saying isn't exactly true and and we should consider that
2: i would think if you are you're trying to listen charitably right so you try to yeah assume a little bit but i think what you're saying is you would try and clarify those apparent
1: anything that's unclear you would ask for clarification on right yeah yeah but it's again i also acknowledge that that's difficult because people that you're holding that you start holding them into a standard or being what they would call particular and they're just gonna be like oh well you're just straw manning me or you're just you're you're committing a fallacy by uh
0: I'm you know pointing out exceptions it's like i'm wondering if maybe with good rapport you can avoid that maybe you can um if they get the feeling that you were pointing out the exceptions in order to tell them, well, see, what you just said is absolutely true, really isn't. Gotcha. Right. And if you if you give them the uh, the impression, no, I'm I'm just trying to understand. Okay, so there it's generally the rule. I understand that. There may be a few exceptions. Is that am I understanding understanding you correctly? Okay, I'm wondering how do we tell the difference? Like even if the exceptions are rare, I'm wondering how is there a way to determine the difference between these exceptions and the general rule and uh, maybe if you get them the the impression that you're not trying to pin them down on anything you're just uh understanding okay so there are exceptions they may be rare um maybe you can avoid this this uh, them pushing back against that and, and feeling attacked nathan you cool. are famous
2: for your mm-hmm. SE survey that you use so often. Yep. And this Good. is one of the first conversations I've heard where you haven't brought it up. So yeah, are there right? any numbers popping up in your head? Is-
4: well I didn't hear reasons that had a lot to do with truth or I mean it was more about dignity. I mean the closest thing was maybe number 12, uh where is my where is my list? I have them all memorized, but for some he reason can. I'm having a brain fart. Probably because you put me on the spot. <laughs> okay. that's a, that's oh wait, wait. we have banners here. Um, it has something to do with like uh, feelings are a reliable way to discover truth. There it is. Okay, good. Yeah, you got it. Um, I would want to know, like, is this a feeling? Like, what is causing you to think that it is dignity? It's probably feelings. Uh, I was good.
5: actually going to bring that up because she said that at one point. I feel that all and that's where I right. would have asked our feelings Are feelings a way a reliable mm. way to find truth
4: one thing that Anthony helped me out like really early on uh when I was first starting out doing SE I sent him a couple of my first interviews and he said and he gave me some feedback and some of the feedback that he gave me was you're asking them how uh, if they feel a certain way um and you're and you're verifying their feelings Though they didn't mention feelings, they mentioned what they thought, and I ha- I recognize that that's something that I just did innately, probably because the way I was raised or something. And it's beneficial to ask people if they think something rather than if they feel it for belief claims, um, in order to kind of like underscore that you're trying to get their thinking on it, not so much their feelings about it, because we can have feelings about things and it might not necessarily lead us to. The truth of the matter necessarily and we want to know how they're thinking and so like this subtle difference in like our language and the way we ask questions can be helpful um in terms of the survey uh nah i mean mostly this was uh about their view on dignity and whether or not all humans ha- deserved
5: it or had it it seems uh, like a little tough because it was kind of vague, right? It wasn't, Mm -hmm. it's about dignity and there wasn't a definition given of what dignity meant. So there was a little vagary and it was just about a a passion or a, or a a feeling that she has more than any kind of thing that you can pin down and question whether it's true or not.
4: The one survey kind of section that could have come up, I probably wouldn't have hit on the, in the first talk because uh, I feel like it's a really heavy thing to be thinking about. Though it, what we're trying to do in street epistemology is uh, oftentimes is figure out whether or not this person is doxastically closed or if they're open. And what that means is, can their belief be revised under some situation or circumstance? And if it can't be revised and there's no hypothetical or imagined scenario in which someone could change their mind, what if I just did the same thing for the opposite side, right? Or uh, like, is that a good place for us to be, to be believing in something and we can't revise our beliefs at all, like under any circumstance? And this is really tough on, on a first talk. Uh, Especially on something that's so innate within us that we feel so emotionally about to ask what would change your mind and if they say nothing, it's kind of hard to To say like nothing. What if you know, (laughs) like can this belief be revised ever? (laughs) Is that a problem if it can't? Um, And what we're trying to do is get the disconfirmation criteria. So if anything, it'd be number 17 someone is justified in their beliefs until they're proven wrong
1: yeah, one, right. one thing I like to do with that, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I'll say, I'll set up a proposition. Do you agree with this? Uh, all humans can be wrong about things, even if they're absolutely certain it's true. And then the, the vast majority of people I say will say, yes, of course. Okay, yeah, that's number eight. You are human. And they'll say, <laughs> yes. Okay, so then you can be wrong about things, even when you're absolutely certain about them. And again, sometimes they won't take that well, but it's just like it's a deductive argument. So I don't, I don't know what to say, like, that's just what follows.
0: I feel like it might've been useful to spend a little more time on the definition, the, the, the definition of, uh, of the term um, dignity and the defini- and what Nathan said, what, what follows from that? Like what, when you say um, dignity means that your rights are being respected um, what rights exactly? Are there certain rights that have to be respected all the time? Are there certain rights that don't have to be respected and people can still preserve their dignity, not have it taken away? Like, maybe that would have uh, made it more clear uh, what she's actually suggesting. And maybe that could have opened up some doors uh, regarding the epistemology behind that.
4: yeah great talk great talk diamond and uh i hope people subscribe to diamond discourses and check it out like this video hopefully get more attention uh, at it and if you're considering doing an se talk yourself i hope you uh grab your phone and switch on your voice memo (laughs) app and get out there and do it (laughs) this this is literally what i did is
2: this is all on my cell phone with like 20 dollars split mic and uh yeah a little a tripod that i had at home already so it could be done on the cheap that's how or i got you started too yeah. beautiful quality video and sound that. consult yeah. read mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah if you're in germany and you want to learn more reach out to the german community um you i, I told you at the beginning how to reach out to us
3: <laughs> gotcha all right till next time thanks guys yeah thanks thank everybody you good job diamond
0: have a good one
2: right. See you.